today on Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. We're talking about stoicism at work. Really, stoicism. You're going to love it. Getting philosophical. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Karina and Kirsten Get to Work. I'm Karina Hoyer. And I'm Kirsten Barron. And we're so psyched you're here, ladies. We are glad to have you for Philosophy Day. Thanks for joining us for Philosophy 101. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all the deal, but... Interestingly, philosophy does help us get what we want, which is more ease of meaning and joy. Yeah. At work. Yes. For women. Which was the inspiration for this particular episode. Well, actually, you, yeah, and you. You were the inspiration for this particular episode. Well, if I'm really honest, Gabriel, my son was. But we'll get to that later. You know, it's interesting, though... Kirsten brought the subject up. She's like, what do you think about talking about stoicism? And I had this blank oh, look on my face. blank look. Which frequently happens when Kirsten talks to me. Because she, I don't, she, she's so much more no. um, advanced. Don't no, say that. I, I remember thinking, okay, I'm just going to trust you, sister. I don't know where this is going to go. Which was so wonderful. Because you really did. You're like, okay, I loved it. Yeah, it was a, it was a good practice for me. I don't have to control it. I got, I, I, she's a smart woman. We're going to go for it. This is super fun. I will so say, hopefully though. hopefully it will bomb. Hopefully it doesn't sound like shit. The, what is hilarious, though, is how much prep work I've had to do to come up to speed on this issue, including brain exercises in advance of this recording. So, folks, you guys know, especially my clients know how much I love the, like, power pose or other body <laughs> things that you have to do with your body to get your brain ready to go. I have now started using an app. That's just all it is is like um, Barry, my husband, saw me this morning is like, oh, it's like video games for your brain. Yeah, exactly. In oh, order- so you were warming up your brain for the big episode on stoicism. I was warming up my brain for this so I could keep <laughs> up with you. <laughs> so I'm so excited to talk about it. Yeah, I just had three cups of coffee. All right. Giddy up. Giddy up, sister. <laughs> but why did why was Gabriel the motivation for this? I'm not sure I heard about that. So Gabriel, my middle kiddo said to me, Mama, you should listen to this three-minute Stoic. And it's this three-minute podcast, Daily Stoic, every day. And as I was listening to it, I remembered some, I don't know, some online class I'd taken or some like book on tape class I'd taken with the same guy who I found very compelling, this Ryan Holiday guy who does this Daily Stoic. And as I was listening, I was like, wait a minute, this is work. Huh. It's work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Stoicism is it it appears mm-hmm. is a philosophy for the working folks, for somebody who's living in the world. So let's back up for a second. So there's all kinds of philosophies like of life, right, of how we live in the world. And the great thing about philosophy is, I think anyway, that I really appreciate seeing what other people have done, like the mistakes they've made, the ideas they come up with. And I like to pick, like I'm at the grocery store, right? Yeah. Walking through with my cart, this works, this works, this works, this doesn't work. And the stoicism thing really struck me as particularly applicable to work. So first of all, Stoics are trying to, they have a bad name, but we're going to get to that in a minute. So Stoics are trying to create something called supreme happiness, the ultimate fulfillment of your core purpose. It's called eudaimonia. Huh. Eudaimonia. So we're all getting some eudaimonia, which I think is also his meaning and joy. I think so. (laughs) I think we're closet Stoics, and I didn't even know it. Some dude named Zeno in 300 BC comes up with this thing. 
this idea, the stoicism idea. And of course, he's got these three other dudes, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, and Seneca, super, you know, leaders, workers, thinkers. And that's, ladies, where the men stop. Yeah. I want you to know that when I was doing my research for this, I only read female authors or female thinkers. And it turns out Margaret Graver, Professor Margaret Graver, is one of the foremost thinkers on stoicism so it's not just a male thing from back in the day ladies step up but it is really interesting that how old these teachings are yes in many cases right i'm I'm frequently surprised by and the fact that these ancient folks Mm -hmm. were thinking about some of the very things that we're thinking about things we're thinking about struggling with the same issues how is it that you live and do work in the world with other humans you know constantly screwing up your life in a way that doesn't drive you batshit crazy that leads to some ease meaning and joy right eudaimonia yeah so that is at a nutshell that's what this like that is the root of philosophy is trying to figure out how to live in the world Mm -hmm. despite everything yes all the chaos, all the noise, all the whatever. Right. So, so yes. So stoicism teaches to have a calm and rational mind, no matter what happens to you. That allows you to kind of focus on the things that are in your control that you can make decisions about and to suss out what you don't control. So you don't waste your time on that, you know, bullshit you cannot control. Right. Because you and I talked about that a lot, how much time we waste on what we cannot control. What I think is also key to this is figuring out what those few, very few things are that you can (laughs) indeed control. Like the two. Because (laughs) frankly, that's been my biggest uh, struggle, I think, in life is I truly moved through Mm. the world believing that that a whole bunch of things were in my control that actually aren't. Particularly at work. And so stoicism is really focusing on helping you understand what you can control, mm-hmm. which is internal, mm-hmm. and responding. Responding, exactly. And before we kind of get a little deeper in stoicism at work, I want to um, talk about stoicism and emotions. So, and this is where uh, Professor Margaret writes, she has written this seminal book on this topic and gone back through the meditations because that's what this whole stoicism thing is based on. It's based on those three dudes that I mentioned in the beginning, Marcus, Epictetus, and Seneca, who created all of these meditations or thinkings or letters or writings. So all of this, there's other people too, but those are the main ones. And of course, the Zeno dude. But she went back and reviewed those, studied those, all of those teachings, for lack of a better word. And she said, you know, wait a minute. Stoics are not emotionless. The yeah. rational mind is not emotionless. Right. Which, which is good because I feel like the patriarchy tells women all the time. Stoic, Stoics is, it is, yes, exactly. No emotions. Right. Your emotions. Rational e- only. Right. Yes. Emotions are bad. That to me feels very patriarchal. So when I was reading, when you were talking about stoicism, You're like, I was like, this is so inconsistent with what we do, Kirsten. Yeah. And yeah. You, yeah. And but it really isn't. And here's the other thing. And if people think it is bullshit, own it and make it something else. Because part of me is like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Part of me is like, this is all really helpful. Yeah. And I, but I do think that there is this emotional piece and life of the Stoic, which makes this total sense because Stoicism is about living in the real world. This is not a hermit in a cave. 
This is not a monk on a hill. These are people who are doing the work of the world. They're leaders, they're advisors, they're doers, right? And we are doers. And mm -hmm. so that's why I think this stoicism thing is really helpful for us. So before I lose my little tiny brain getting off track, I want to go to this emotional piece, which is stoics obviously feel emotions, right? Yeah. And to say that you don't is a lie. And sure. living in the world in a lie would be antithetical to stoicism because stoics say, wait a minute, we live by our reason. We live by our virtue, which is like, you know, wisdom, justice, courage, discipline, truth. We figure out what we can control and then we focus on wisdom. So those four things are kind of the center of stoicism. And you might see four, eight, six, ten. I see all those different things. But when I was reading, those were the four things that really struck me. So those are the four main kind of tenets or principles. But with emotions, obviously lying about your emotion is antithetical to what the Stoics would say. So the Stoics, it's like you identify your emotion. I feel afraid. I feel sad. I feel whatever. And then after you identify your emotion, you accept it. I feel mm -hmm. this way. Mm -hmm. Don't fight it. You feel this way. And then, this is my favorite part, you examine it. Mm. You examine it. Because a Stoic would say it's all created inside you, which of course it is. It's all inside us. Sure. When somebody comes in your office and they're all hot and bothered about something, you react. It's you reacting. Sure. Right? And then once you figure all that out, then you get to figure out how you move forward in the context of that emotion which is so sensible. So it's not so a stoic. So if somebody was is now thinking, God, this is this philosophy sort of hits me. I've been thinking about this stuff. This is sort of resonates with me in a way that I didn't realize. Mm -hmm. You're suggesting that that stoicism is a philosophy that's rooted in again, controlling the very few things that you can control, mm -hmm. which are internal. Mhm. Mm your what and what are those things what are the things you can control i'm asking oh who knows what they are in a particular situation probably the way you feel right and the way you react right and yeah. then that goes into like thousands of things but fundamentally the way you feel and the way you react yeah so how the stoicism teaches us how to keep calm and rational mm -hmm. no matter what's happening to you and focus on what you can control mm -hmm. not worry about and ex not worry about the things you can't control just learn to accept them mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean you don't hear feel your emotions right. it doesn't mean that you don't respond to in situations in fact i would argue it gives you the best context yeah one of the better context for responding and in fact stoicism is the basis for cognitive behavioral therapy Thank you for all those years of therapy. <laughs> yeah, it's Tiny interesting. tidbit. Yeah, so it's like it's this kind of con so so these guys, these old dudes year years and years and years ago started thinking deeply about their interactions on a daily and an hourly basis, examining themselves. Mm -hmm. How am I how am I responding in this situation? How is that person responding in this and start writing down these daily meditations, really trying to help dig in and 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 create a roadmap for folks who want to achieve enlightenment or eudaimonia. eudaimonia. I don't know if I would say enlightenment. I would say eudaimonia because I think there is this joy in living your fully realized purpose okay. on the planet. Got it. Right. Which to yes. me is a little bit different. Yeah. Okay. And, thank you. And yeah. also, too, I really like that better because I'm a doer. Yeah. Right. I, I think it's very unlikely that Kirsten's ever going to get to nirvana. <laughs> 
so so yeah so the sto- so stoicism provides us a roadmap to mm-hmm. getting to that place to getting more ease meaning and joy mm-hmm. and i love the article that uh holiday wrote on the daily stoic about how to apply stoicism at work because it really did give some concrete examples of how this philosophy in some ways really resonates with what I'm already thinking. And I think a lot Which of our I listeners thought was are thinking. Super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And also gives us a little bit more to to think about. And when we were when I was thinking about this show and I was listening to the Daily Stoic and I was reading about Stoicism, what I realized was we talk about this, we talk about these things throughout our episodes all the time. Yeah, we just don't call it stoicism. We don't call it stoicism. And so I thought, okay, maybe it would be helpful to listeners. And it was certainly helpful to me to take some of these meditations and to think about how they apply at work. And Holiday wrote that great article. And then I also added some stuff too. Well, let's hear it. Okay. So The first one that I really like is uh, Marcus Aurelius. And here's the meditation. The impediment to action advances action. Mm -hmm. What stands in the way becomes the way. Okay. And I think what he means by that is that the thing that is in front of you tells you what you need to accomplish. I mean, everybody's heard that phrase, the way is through and the point of the meditation is what is before you tells you what you need to do, which I love. If there is a problem before you, go solve it. Don't try and go around it. Don't make it something else. Go right through it. So the way is through that. That is I put that actually first because that's probably one that resonates the most with me. That's probably the meditation from Marcus Aurelius that resonates the most with me, which is the way is through. Uh-huh. It's just so simple. Sure. Okay. I love the next one, which is don't make things harder than they need to be. Will you read the meditation? Yeah. Well, it, it, it's funny that he wrote this. He wrote it. I love this like, so what much. Is this, like 3,000 years ago or something? Well, not 3,000, but several thousand, I think. Two? 2,000 years. He wrote this Two thousands, and a half. thousands of Two years and ago. Two and a half thousand. <laughs> I don't want to read it. If someone asks you how to write your name, would you bark out each letter? And if they get angry, would you then return the anger? Wouldn't you rather gently spell out each letter for them? So then remember in life that your duties are the sum of individual acts. Pay attention to these as you do your duty. Just methodically complete your task. I just love that. It's like, why would you get angry and frustrated? Why would you respond in frustration? My own internal, like, what's that called? Equilibrium Mm -hmm. does not have to be thrown off by somebody else's. I can live in my equilibrium and do things easy. And he's also saying, and I was really interested in that was written thousands of years ago by some old dude that... (laughs) <laughs> but it's true. Like, don't this don't make things harder than they need to be. Recognize, you know, what he said at the end of that meditation, just methodically complete your tasks. It almost goes back to the thing you just said a minute ago, the way through, like, deal with what's in front of uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. But I also love this piece, which is that in life, your duties are the sum of individual acts. For me, that is the sort of crux of this in a lot of ways. Yes. And that's the that's that piece of virtue in stoicism. Right. The virtue with which you live your life. Yeah. And so I think about that. I think about that, especially when I'm coaching leaders. Your, mm-hmm. your day, your facial reactions, the way that you speak mm-hmm. to others. But frankly, it's anybody. 
not in just leaders, but like I said, I just sort of apply it in my work to, to leadership coaching, but it's like you, there's no, everything you do and say matters what you do. And, and in say some ways it matters, matters more. And in, yeah, it has more, on, it has more, it amplifies more when you're a leader. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the stoicism. Although frankly, there are some people who are pretty good at amplifying their BS, frankly. Yeah. Frank. From whatever, <laughs> from whatever position yeah, they're in. Yeah. And the stoic would say, dude, you got to keep that in check. Right. You got to keep. And I love what you said when we were preparing for this, because we had kind of a back and forth about this emotional thing because yeah. it wasn't really resonating with us. And you said you said something that I thought was great. You said it's not about not being emotional. It's about not being emotional about insignificant matters. It's like it has to matter what you're emotional about. Yeah. Right. I thought that was a great way of, of saying it. It's make it matter. Yeah, make it matter or keep it simple, uh, as he would say. I think the next um, meditation. Oh, the control one. Yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. was also really. Mm -hmm. uh, Well, an aspect of control. Yeah, Yeah. personal to me, which is impossible without your consent. So again, Marcus Aurelius, his meditation says, Today I escaped from the crush of circumstances. Or better put, I threw them out. For the crush wasn't from the outside but in my own assumptions. This is me. This is me. This is this meditation is me. I put all of these circumstances inside my body. And by about three or four in the afternoon, I am the crush of the circumstances. And every day I have to unpack that crush and realize in some ways I don't do it. Sometimes it's like seven or eight and I haven't unpacked that crush, which is very sad. So this impossible without my consent, this is the one that. What's I, the crush? So you're saying like on, on oh, any given phone day. Phone calls, emails, client needs, client emergencies. I want to solve these problems. I want to help these people. And as the day goes longer, it gets more and more intense. Right. And sure. then I just get it is the crush. What is shocking to me. And I, you've said it. You've said it. And I'm just going to say it again. because I think it really bears repeating. The experience that I am having today in my office is the same experience they were having two and a half thousand years ago. Right. Which Which is, is, you know, good, hopeful, and then not so. Yeah, I know. Like, (laughs) uh, have we really evolved? But it's, yeah, Aurelius is saying, hey, chill out, sister. Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. the one creating this. You're making all this stuff happen inside myself. Yeah. Yeah, making all this stuff happen inside myself. Yes, and you get to choose a different path. I'm the same way with the ruminations I do in the end of the day. Like, oh, God, okay, I wish I hadn't said that, or I wish I'd done that differently, or the impact is going to be this. Mm. And, and then, you know, blah, blah, blah. Whereas this, and and I turn it into, so I don't have a crush of like things that I need to be doing and doing and doing, and I'm running out of time and, da, 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 and I need to tell myself. It's more like reflecting on what happened and in some cases regretting or wishing I could do them better. And what this impossible without your consent meditation is saying is like, you have to release yourself from that. You have to release yourself from all of the shit that you just are creating mm-hmm. in your brain. In your brain. Yeah. Yeah. The BS in your brain. Yeah. And then. No BS in our brains. No B- Yeah. You, you And work can't overwhelm you. This external shit cannot. Like, don't let it access your mind. You have to. Uh, recognize that your emotions and your responses are coming from inside and you have control over those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And here's the thing, what the what the Stoics would say is you don't really have to do anything. It's really your choice. 
It yeah. is your choice to, it's your choice to very effectively and efficiently uh, reflect on your day to see what went well and what didn't and what you might do differently, but to grind on things not so helpful or to get yourself in a state, which is what I do, uh, is not so helpful. Okay. Mm. So I also like this one from Marcus Aurelius, which is keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I'll read this one. At every moment, keep a sturdy mind on the task at hand. As a Roman and human being, doing it with strict and simple dignity, affection, freedom and justice, giving yourself a break from all other considerations. You can do this if you approach each task as if it is your last, giving up distraction, emotional subversion of reason, of all drama, vanity, and complaint over your fair share. You can see how mastery over a few things makes it possible to live an abundant and devout life. For if you keep watch over these things, the gods won't ask for more lowercase gods by the way yeah but i just love this that it's just simple stay at the task at hand pull out the emotional content don't be so grinding on who's supposed to do what and is this your fair share and why do you have to do this yeah release the drama vanity Mm -hmm. complaint Mm -hmm. i mean that is really interesting right you're at work you have a job just do it and what i also like is that they talk he talks in here about Dignity, affection, freedom, and justice. Like if we brought those things to our work, as opposed to bringing resentment, frustration, the crush, can you imagine the joy that would come from the task? Yeah. I mean, just think about the dichotomy of those two ways of looking at things. I get it. And I also, it's really, in some ways, it's a difficult thing to get your brain around to get my brain around like i'm reading this like just listening to you read that meditation and then kind of digging in a little bit more like what does this really mean like just do your job just shut up and do your job no no no. no, shut down shut down what's going on in your brain and do your job yeah so it's not like accept the injustices that are Mm -hmm. happening to you and Mm -hmm. just do your job Mm -hmm. it's saying recognize what injustices are a product of the stories that you're telling yourself let those go and then do that job and and with these other really good things that are good to pick up on right it's not just letting go of those other things it's about picking up these other things like i'm doing my work with dignity with affection right. and with justice do i have my yes exactly do i am i operating under integrity with integrity am i mm-hmm. am i in am i finding am, the joy yeah yeah that yeah. okay that does make sense but again this is a heavy lift thank god i did those brain exercises before this conversation cuz it's big it it's is like big. we've got these basic tenets that are thousands of years old mm-hmm. that we can apply mm-hmm. in our lives and mm-hmm. at work that are really focusing on mastering what's going on in your brain, letting go of a lot of the stuff that we think that we have control over. Right. Really? That, that we, we think, think we ser- have control and over. that we think serves us and doesn't. Right. And then in choosing a different way. Yeah. And and I and, and he even writes about uh or Seneca wrote a meditation that's basically that your career is not a life sentence. Oh, I love this next meditation. So it's even like recognizing how, how, uh, I'm not sure if it qualifies as a meditation for all those philosophy geeks out there. Cause you know, Krina and I are just like, we're faking it. We're dipping our toes, Krina. We're dipping our toes. <laughs> We're dipping our toes. It's, and that's okay. Because yes. I'm stoic. It's fine. I'm not going <laughs> to. We um, actually, I think, are stoics, frankly. I think. Frankly. I, yeah, I think yeah. we do have a lot of uh, 
Okay, she had a, read Seneca so, for us. Well, so Seneca writes, how disgraceful is the lawyer whose dying breath passes while at court? At an advanced age, pleading for unknown so litigants funny. and still seeking the approval of ignorant spectators. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, and your job, we get it. It's, it's big. Take it's, pride in your work. You yep. absolutely should. It's, you know, it is a large portion of your day. And... It's not a life sentence. And don't get so wrapped up in your job that you do that you forget about life. Like this lawyer who is going to die his breathe his last dying breath in front of what doesn't matter. No unknown litigants approval from ignorant spectators. It's like you still have to live your life. So I'd love that, that even though the Stoics are so deep in work, there's life. Yeah. Yeah. There's life. Okay, last last meditation and I we're calling these meditations but I think if technically they're not Marcus Aurelius if they're Seneca or Epictetus I think there's something else I think it's a reading okay what is it what's the final okay the final reading Epictetus keep constant guard over your perceptions for it is no small thing that you are protecting but your respect trustworthiness and steadiness peace of mind freedom from pain and fear in a word your freedom for what would you sell these things i this is like your peace of mind is your freedom protect your peace of mind Pro- at all which, costs which is your freedom because if your peace of mind is protected if you're not pulled in a bunch of different directions by stuff you can't control by bullshit you're grinding on then you're truly free to act You're truly free to act. And that is the thing that strikes me as so fundamental in the workplace. Because that is what is that is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he says, for what would you sell these things? For what would you sell? Your peace of mind. Your peace of mind. Because you're selling it for a salary. If you're letting your job take that much of your time Mm -hmm. and energy, you have control over your responses, over your th- the stories you tell yourself, over the things that you believe to be true. And is your is this thing in front of you? Is this frustration with a client? Mm-hmm. Is this frustration over X, Y, or Z? Is this fear that you're experiencing yeah. worth selling? Mm-hmm. For whatever you happen to be selling it your for at the moment. Your peace for. of mind. Exactly. Okay, so big takeaways from stoicism and work. I think the biggest takeaway is that it's that this is really accessible stuff. Yes. That this philo- philosophical approach to life, it feels pretty natural. It feels pretty sort of rooted in real experience. Reality. Reality. I don't feel like it's uh, um, intangible. You know what I mean? Like some. It is meant to be woven into your daily activities, however yeah. big or small they are. I, I really mm-hmm. like that. I love how it focuses so much on the self and the internal things that mm-hmm. you can control. And I could see how, how, frankly, getting good at retraining my brain mm-hmm. to say, Karina, whoa, 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 wait a minute here now. Remember, keep it simple. Or now let's think about, you know, what would Marcus Aurelius do in this situation? <laughs> Um, I could see how it would really help cope with like change yeah. and impermanence and obviously like obstacles or things that are coming down. Which is work. Right. Which is work mm-hmm. in so many mm-hmm. ways. Yep. Even things like how you manage your time or how you manage your. How you're getting things done. Yes. Yeah. And what you agree to. And also, but my biggest one, the thing that I think is the most helpful with stoicism is that it is rooted in the very thing that I, the work that. I think I've done, I know you and are have, do, and are doing, and I are think. continue to do mm-hmm. around self-awareness, Yep. around 
recognizing kind of what we're doing to ourselves and how we um, experience the world Mm -hmm. and how we experience other people. And I think that when we do all of these things, right, when we figure out a way to effectively manage impermanence and change, to overcome obstacles, to deal with how we actually get things done and time management, as we're doing that emotional work you talked about, then we build confidence in ourselves and trust in ourselves because we know we can do it yeah as we do it again and again and again we're like oh i can do that maybe i can stretch a little more and do that next time yes so i really feel like it is really supportive not just for where you are in the moment but where you might want to go right and as we know which is delicious right we're all going somewhere we're all gonna be somewhere (laughs) as we said earlier this year we're all going to be somewhere at the end of the year. Where are we going to be? Right. So I love this. And, and uh, the show notes that Kirsten so lovingly puts together for all of our <laughs> listeners will include these meditations and writings and tenants so if you can further yeah. focus on. But really, thank you for bringing this forward. Oh, I'm so glad you wanted to do it. I mean, it was pretty like you were like, oh, my God. But I think it's super interesting. I'm I'm with you. I'm right there with you, sister. Get out there and get yourself some stoic. <laughs> Thanks for working. Thanks for listening. Thanks for working. Thanks for listening. Bye, folks. Krina and Kirsten Get to Work is recorded and produced by yours truly, Krina Hoyer and Kirsten Barron. Find all of our episodes anywhere you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, on our website, or email us at yougettowork at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 